0: Welcome to Spiritual Naturalism Today, a conversation on science,
1: nature, and spirituality. Our program is sponsored by The Spiritual Naturalist Society with host Daniel Strain.
0: Hello and thanks for listening. I'm Daniel Strain and my co-hosts are B.T. Newberg and Jay Forrest. Today our topic is going to be uh, demeanor practice now um, have you ever thought about the vibe you're putting out into the world um, demeanor practice is mindfulness of how we carry ourselves and how we interact with others We talk about compassion a lot but um, are we projecting a uh, impression of compassion and uh, I want to start by just handing it off to BT and see what you think BT
2: yeah, thanks. So um, this is actually a concept that was new to me when I read the article that Daniel wrote about it at the Spiritual Natural Society. So if any of you out there are wondering, want a little bit more detail, there is an article there at spiritualnaturalsociety.org. Uh So yeah, demeanor practice. What's the name of that article? <laughs> I have to ask you, I, even though I wrote it, I probably if you search demeanor practice, you'll find it. I think for the title. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> So uh, it's it's things that it can, it can cover body language, it can cover facial expressions, uh, breathing patterns, volume, tone of voice, your movements, um, listening and patience displayed in conversation. It's all of those things. And just to kind of bring it to some concrete examples, some of the things that I think of when I think of a cultivated demeanor um, or a cultivated impression that you want to give off to other people, I think of like a Buddhist monk or nun, and how they kind of have this um, almost aura of of calm and centeredness that they give off because of the way that they carry themselves. But another one, which is also familiar to a whole lot of people, is uh, a doctor, a doctor's bedside manner. They're very intentional about how they uh, come across to their patients in order to keep their optimism up about their health condition. And another one is you can think of maybe a grandmother or an aunt or a best friend or whatever uh, makes sense to you and how some of these people can just wordlessly make you feel like you're being listened to, like you're being heard. And all of that comes across in in so many things that we're not normally very aware of as we're interacting, uh, but it comes across in your nonverbal body language, in your tone of voice, and if we can just bring a little bit more thought and intentionality to that, then we can uh, give off the vibes we want and not the ones we don't. So uh, I guess that's how I would set it up. Um, uh, any, back to you, I guess, Daniel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> the way you phrased that. Um, there's a few, like, important caveats, I think, to that, because it's it could be easy to misconstrue what we're talking about here. Um one of them, uh, well, first of all, you know, I, I, I've run across people in my life that they felt like they were doing all the right things. Like, well, I give X amount of money to that person every week or I I volunteer down at this thing or I help that person out so many times and I did this and that for them. And they imagine the exchange of some kind of good or service or material possession, or even, uh, you know, things like giving rides or something, and all of these kind of, like, uh, tangible goods and services that they've done for people, but then they, at the same time, can be very abrasive and just kind of, like, impatient or... uh, And they Mm -hmm. don't imagine that those little things, you know, the way you look and talk to people and are you giving them respect and and those sorts of things that those can sometimes matter way way more than the money or the the you know the tangible things like that. Um yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. That actually yeah. resonates with me a little bit because in a previous podcast we were talking about my job at a big box department mm-hmm. store and I have had so much more success just by paying attention to how I carry myself and come across. When I carry myself with confidence even if I'm telling the customer just as much, we don't have what you're looking for, I'm sorry, but if I say it in a confident way, um, they accept it. It's like, oh, okay. you know. And, and if also the tone of voice and everything communicates that they're being heard and listened to, and that has made a huge difference. Um, so in every walk of life, I think this is something important.
0: Yeah, that's a that's really great, and I, I love hearing a little bit of the update since, uh, <laughs> since we talked last about that issue. The um, there were a couple of other caveats. I think uh, one of them is it's. I think it's important to realize that demeanor practice is not um, about PR or about caring what other people think of us, because there's a spiritual value in not doing things because you're so consumed with what people think of you, right? And that's absolutely true. So demeanor practice isn't about trying to get other people to think certain things about you. It's not trying to pretend something so that, Ooh, these people think I'm wise or compassionate. It's more a matter of how did you leave them? How did you affect them in the quality of their life and their experience? I really love a quote by, um, Maya Angelou who, uh, um, I really admire her in general. And one of the things that she said was, um, that people won't often remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm. And especially for our crowd, the naturalists, the rational type, uh, scientific thinker type, uh, people, um, people who focus on on reason a lot, especially those kinds of groups, um, we can often think that the point is to be right or the point is to have all your facts or to show your proof and have your references and show that what you're saying is correct. But uh, so often it's it's so much more important to first establish that you are... Uh, you have good intentions for the other person and that you are acting in a loving way. Um, And then the third and final caveat I would put, not final, but the third out of the three I can think of off the top of my head right now, is I would say um, it's also not about being fake. Um, So let's say we don't feel like smiling. Well, it's not saying, oh, I'm going to pretend to smile even though I'm not really feeling it. It's more a matter of um, by focusing my attention on how I'm carrying myself and smiling, it actually can have the reverse effect. Uh, It's not just the case that our faces are monitor revealing what's going on inside. It works both ways. As we smile, it starts to actually affect how we feel and what kinds of things we're thinking about and focusing on. So it's a practice that's as much geared toward molding our internal behaviors, because it if I make it all about acting, if I make it by, oh, I'm just going to smile, I'm going to act pleasant, that's not what it is. What you're trying to do is you're trying to affect the the nucleus, the thoughts and the uh, attitudes and emotions inwardly, and then the uh, demeanor would be just a natural kind of result of that, a way to kind of monitor it. Um, but anyway, I've, I've spoken enough so did you have any questions about that, Jay? And uh, what do you think about the whole thing?
1: Well, you know, previous to this, um, until uh, you guys brought up the subject, I had never heard of demeanor practice. And, in fact, Daniel, you're one of the few people that teach it. And so uh, there's a lot of questions, and the caveats really helped. I I think it's important um, to draw those out because, for me, when you work on how I come across to people, it sounds like I'm trying to work on my PR, as, as you said it. Or a, another way of putting it, you have three things. You have your temperament, which is what you're born with, you ha- which can be molded. You have your character, which is what you choose. And you have your reputation, which is what people think of you. Now, in this demeanor practice, it almost is like a bridge between your character and your reputation. It's, it's almost like a, uh, a, the connection between the two. And so that you're not just working on what people think of you, but you're dealing with how it affects you. Is that, is that what I'm getting, Daniel?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, uh, um, <clears throat> it's not so much that I want to make them think a certain thing about me. It's that I want to make them feel a certain way. I want them to feel loved, feel listened to, feel cared about. And who cares what they think about me? I want to put good things out into the world. So you can do that by giving your time and money to causes and all that, but you can also do that with a smile with a caring glance, with holding a door open. There's so many things that you can do.
1: So you're talking more about having a presence, sending out a vibe, and not so much how that vibe is taken. Whether it actually does affect them or does make them feel something, does make them think something, is not the important part. The important part is sending the message, not whether the message is received.
2: If I can jump in there, I think that's an important point, um, because what we can control is what we put out. How -hmm. people respond to that, we can't control that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a, a good distinction to make there.
1: Okay, and then the other question I had is, if I'm working on how I'm coming across rather than who I am, am I faking it till I make it kind of attitude? I mean, that's... It kind of sounds like that when you first hear about demeanor practice. It's all right, I'm going to get the script for the play. These are the <laughs> things that I should be doing. And if I act this way, you know, this will make them feel or might or should make them feel that I care if I look them in the eyes, if I listen to them. But inside, I really don't want to. You know, it's just <laughs> where, where's the difference between demeanor yeah. practice? and authenticity of your character, of your um, consciousness, of your mind, naturally blossoming from, you know, worry about the plant, not the the leaves kind of thing. If you worry about, nu- uh, you know, feeding the plant, nurturing the plant, the plant will grow, and it will naturally be compassionate, naturally... Uh, people will see what's inside rather than me worrying about what's my demeanor. Yeah.
0: I I think those are fair questions. Um, And navigating that has been a bit of an adventure for me because it's, um, it's kind of a subjective call where the tolerance is. Um, So for example, if we were going to use an analogy, um, you could say, well, it's good to give to charity. So I pull out my money. Ah, dang it, i got to give again. Ah, you put the money in. and ah, All right, I gave to charity, and you're not happy about it, but you do it anyway. You haven't really, yeah, the person gained from the gift of the money, but you haven't really done anything for yourself in that you haven't made any progress, any spiritual progress. <laughs> you haven't helped your practice any. But if there's a little bit of difference between where you are and what you're ready for then you can give and be thinking okay I want to be a generous person I'm going to give and then you think about the 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 person and what they're going to you know and and how they'll be helped and you feel some joy in that but you are also aware inside of a little reluctance like oh I really wanted to spend that on myself but uh, but it's not quite as extreme as the example i gave before and that's how we we move ourselves by habit building and as we do that and we see firsthand the or feel firsthand the uh the happiness that we gained from seeing that we did something good for someone else then we start to come to know it deeply and it starts to become uh more intuitive and that's how our character kind of forms and molds over time. So we have to kind of push ourselves a little outside of our comfort zone. And so I think demeanor practice is a lot like that. If you're totally faking it, you probably need to just stop and don't be silly or whatever, you know, don't, don't be dishonest. If it's that big of a difference, don't be two faced. But if maybe you 're not all the way there, but you want to be nice and even though there 's a part of you that isn 't quite all the way there by having a little bit of by by being desiring of making that effort that 's the nucleus of how you start to then
1: eventually become
0: <laughs> what you want to be in the world you know
1: so would it, uh, another way of of because as you're saying that i 'm kind of picturing that you have a plant that's growing, and one of the things you do is you trim the plant. You actually physically go in there and change its demeanor so that it can grow better. And in a sense, what you're trying to do um, is develop personality skills or skills of the person, Uh, skills of communication, skills of interaction. And as you, you gave charity, for an example, Charity is the giving part. Generosity is the inward part. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's pruning the stinginess by actually doing it, but also working on the inward generosity as you give the outward charity. So it's kind of a a give and take, kind of both things. Mm -hmm. And so demeanor practice then would include both the development of the skill in the actual doing and the inner... Heart towards that would that be accurate?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think that's about right. Uh, at least as as I meant it <laughs> for what it's worth. Uh, but I think um, it's it's also kind of like you, you're not just your character isn't just being formed by the habit. It's also being formed by uh, seeing the reality of the outcome. St- not the external outcomes, but the outcome in your your uh, psyche of this. So uh, if you smile and then you feel good that you smiled, you feel good that you're being good, that feeling kind of le- you learn something about the world. It's kind of like if I keep dropping this ball, I eventually come to learn oh, that's gravity and it always works this way and this is what happens when I drop this ball and pretty soon you get good at catching and pretty soon you're catching the ball and dropping the ball and doing all these things and your knowledge of how gravity works has just become internalized into you. You know, if somebody throws the ball, you catch it, you're already projecting how the ball's going to fall and where it's going to be. Um, so it's kind of like that. You're becoming intimately familiar with what it's like to be a compassionate person and the rewards of that, and the internal, uh, intangible rewards of that.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of the, the saying if you want to be happy, be compassionate. If you want others to be happy, be compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, the other thing to throw in there, um, because the question is very much a valid one, the authenticity and inauthenticity thing, because you can't overdo it. Sure, you can. But the other thing to throw in there is that the normal state of affairs is there to be considerable leeway in what ex- you can express. You can be feeling, because we're complicated beings, You can be feeling multiple different desires and intentions, you can choose to express them in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give you an example. My wife and I, in the morning, <laughs> my wife wakes up, and she is, from the moment her eyes open, bubbly and ready to talk about every random thing <laughs> under the sun. I am not. <laughs> okay? I am considerably more curt in the morning, <laughs> and even some might say grumpy. Okay, so to some extent, to then be bubbly with my wife in the morning, that's not exactly what I'm in the mood to give across, <laughs> put across as a vibe, right? But at the same time, I have some leeway there because I also want my wife to feel good. Too, and I want there to be a good atmosphere between us. And so, between those two desires, there's considerable range in how I can choose to express myself. I don't have to be as bubbly as she is, (laughs) but (laughs) I can I can bring it up, you know, a notch on the dial, right, and just be a little less um, gruff, you know, in my demeanor. So I think that's that's when you practice.
1: You practice silence at those moments. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i it does that's a great point i i wish i could remember exactly where this article was or whatever unfortunately i don't have my references on this but uh i read an article a while back that was talking about successful and unsuccessful couples and of course this is talking about a, a relationship but you could extend this probably to any human relationships but um One of the things they found that made the biggest difference over time was do you show an investment in the things that they are trying to get you to focus on, like um, are the things that they're sharing with you? So if I look out the window and I see a pretty bird, I think this was an example they gave in the article, and I say, oh, hey, look at that pretty bird. And the other person just goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they don't leave they don't a look or whatever. Or do, do they take a moment from what they're doing, look at the bird and go, oh, yeah, that's pretty, and have a little bit of investment in showing that I'm, I'm willing to share this moment with you that you're trying to – or check out this cool article and then the person looks at, oh, yeah, that's neat. You know, or if you can't, say, I can't read it right now, but let me – you know, so – willingness to kind of adjust your, your natural inclinations a little bit. And that's why I think if you go out in the public and you're putting out a good demeanor, just the willingness to try to do it indicates that you have at least made that much progress that you have this intention. Um, what you want to do is continue to make the progress to where eventually
1: it becomes automatic. Um, Which leads to the obvious question. Let's, now, I want. let's say I want to start a demeanor practice. Where do I start? Tell me how to do it. Sure. I think uh, it gets
0: right back to that authenticity thing. If you find yourself feeling too duplicitous or fake, it means you're jumping way ahead of what you're ready for. I think we have to have a mature acceptance of where we are as we make progress and not punish ourselves or not uh, look down on ourselves too much as as we're, we may or may not be ready for certain things and allow ourselves to be there and move at the rate that's comfortable. So begin by simply um, thinking about your facial expression. One thing I've noticed is that this area right in here <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on me throughout the day gets more and more crumpily. And <laughs> if I just release those muscles, right away I start feeling a little bit soothed by that because I've I've released that tension there, and it's an inner soothing. It's not just <laughs> in the head uh, or on the surface of the head. Um, so think about your eyebrows. Think about your eye contact. Think about your smile. And you don't have to... Try to convince the person that you're just the bubbliest, happiest person, and you love them more than anybody. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Just have to smile and be nice, and think about what you're doing. Some people go through the day and they're like, just through the day, and they're walking down the hall and they don't even look at you when you say hi. You know, don't be like that. Think about how you are. Maybe start with an assessment of how you are. Just start noticing. What is my face like? What kind of am I looking at people when they talk to me? Um, you know, little things like that. It can also have to do with uh, how you speak. Um, if somebody goes, "How are you this morning?" you go, "All right," and you just keep going, <laughs> or do you say, "I'm fine. How are you?" and take an interest in what they're doing. You know, and it doesn't have to be a super meaningful conversation, but just a vibe. You know, think about where what you're doing. And uh, as you start to notice more and be more mindful of every moment of how you're acting, you'll start to want to correct it because eventually you'll start to think, man, I just frowned at that guy who was trying to make a connection with me. And you'll just naturally want to not do that if you're, if you're more mindful. So start with little steps, see how it goes. And if you smile, Take a take a few days. Say this week I'm going to try to smile more. Just start with little things like that. Here's an, another great one: When somebody's talking, um, and I, I I'm not great at this. <laughs> this is something I got to work on too. When somebody's talking, try to stop going. St- try to try to really listen to what they're saying instead of waiting for your turn to talk. And uh, just be patient. Let them go, and and then, you know, obviously within reason. Some people will go all day, but, <laughs> you know, try to uh, take a little time to be patient with people. There's all kinds of different ways, and which things you start out on first can depend on what you notice in that first assessment. Maybe spend the first day just don't try to change anything about yourself. Just try to notice try to notice what you're doing.
2: The other thing I would throw in there as a really good, very basic step to do at the very beginning is just simply to ask yourself, as I move through the world, what kind of ripples do I want to emanate out from Mm -hmm. me? What kind of feelings would I prefer other people around me to experience? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then just from there, just kind of what... You know, how do I need to carry myself that would be conducive to that? And I don't think that's a very intellectually difficult question to ask yourself. I think we kind of know how to make other people feel good. It's just that we rarely consider it and and what our part is in it. Just bringing that intentionality to it, I think, could be, like, the most important first step. And probably more important than thinking about any one specific thing that you do with your body because that can get mechanical and it can be overdone. I've been at meditation centers sometimes where they set up this special listening thing where um, you're supposed to like turn to the person next to you and let them talk and don't say, mm-hmm, don't nod, don't agree, don't anything, but just look into their eyes. <laughs> and it it can feel very artificial. <laughs> so I think Rather than taking a sort of mechanical approach like that, I think just kind of relying on human intuition for for like how you just kind of be more caring with other people. But the thing is you have to care to care. You have to care about mm-hmm. caring. Yeah. And
1: the other thing, as you're saying that, um, one of the things that's helped me personally is to actually find somebody in your life that is... Has that demeanor of caring and compassion, watch what they do, and um in Christianity, they have the imitation of Christ in Buddhism. it would be following the you know the the character of the Buddha. but we have a concrete example in our life we can observe, see how they interact with people, and begin to say you know is this could this be a way for me?" And that's the authenticity part to see if it is, if this particular demeanor in particular way fits you. But is this a way that I can practice to try to become to be more compassionate, to help myself uh, practice the compassion so that I feel the compassion? Because a lot of times, I know in my own practice that the body affects the mind. And when I, and that's the an example you keep giving, Daniel, is the smiling. And positive psychology has shown, shown scientifically that if you smile, it actually will affect your mood. So the physical act of smiling actually will affect your mental and emotional state, which means that our body has a definite effect upon the way that we feel, the way that we think, even the way that we hold ourselves, we hold ourselves up high, (laughs) you'll notice if you walk with a a better posture, you feel a little more empowered. Mm -hmm. And if you watch people who come across with confidence, with assertiveness, there's a demeanor about them. Does the demeanor cause the confidence, or does the confidence cause the demeanor, (laughs) Mm -hmm. chicken or the egg? (laughs) <laughs> That's what you, exactly what you would expect in
0: a natural universe where everything's interconnected and interdependent.
1: Exactly.
2: Can I jump in with a question here? I have a I want to get your take on both of your takes on this and um what Jay was just talking about about the imitation of Christ or following the character of the Buddha uh reminded me of this. Um the question that I have in mind is like what kind of model uh would you guys prefer to to shoot for, to aim for in your demeanor? Uh, because, for example, anytime you bring up spirituality, we, our kind of standard go-to is to go for the the clergy, the monks, the nuns, etc. Et and a lot of times, that demeanor, however appropriate it may be for their clerical office or whatever, can be very formal. Um, think of a monk or a nun; um, they might might be themselves quite calm and at ease because of their training, their extensive training, but they also may give off a very formal vibe, and that could be good in some ways, but in the same way, in in another way, other people around can feel very kind of um, self-conscious about how they're coming across and suddenly behave in a very different way.
0: Um, it can be distancing. Uh, it can you know. have
2: a certain distance where, you know, you might have a little exchange with the monk or a nun, but then you're like, oh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much, you know, and then you kind of like shimmy out or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, that that can be something you could go for. But on the other hand, for me, I kind of am inclined to go a different direction where I'd rather people feel at ease and comfortable and willing to open up and show me who they are for real. And so I've kind of intentionally cultivated a very – kind of a different demeanor than that. So I I don't know. What what do you guys think in response to that?
0: Well, um, I I really like uh, Jay's concept or or notion of looking for examples because uh, by looking at other examples that are not clergy, I think you'd come up with some. For some people in some crowds – The compassionate demeanor is hitting each other in the arm, you know, or, (laughs) you know, things like that. Uh, You know, I could think of a few, like, non-clergy examples that I really like. Um, Have you ever seen Morgan Freeman in an interview? He has a very
1: distinct,
0: a very nice, pleasant, compassionate demeanor, but Uh it's not something like what a priest or a, a monk would have, you know. Right, yeah. So there's a lot of options, a lot of styles, and I, I think maybe it depends on your circles and it depends on your
1: personality, finding what's right for you. And that's Let's why talk. I said find people in your life, not a person, because uh, really if you if you look, you'll find that you are in one area, you know, maybe Thich Nhat Hanh might be a good example of gentleness and peacefulness. But in the business world, you need to have somebody with, you know, more <laughs> aggression, more get, you know, you might take uh, Muhammad Ali, as, you know, get in there and, and, and fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got different elements that you can look at and see within somebody's life and say, you know, this is uh, a character trait, a, a personality skill, an interpersonal skill that I want to develop. Uh, and add it to my demeanor and so I look at this person I study them I add it to my demeanor because it fits who I am and that's why I said you know look for people in your life that are making a difference that are um in, in different areas you know someone's making a difference in the business world you need to you know maybe uh, watch some of the uh, motivational speakers and uh, you know Ziegler or somebody like that who can get you pumped up and ready to go, and then somebody like Tignahan to help you calm down and relax because uh, the business world can be very stressful, and you have to keep that. And to me, it's the key. The key element in all this it has to be balance. Uh, an unbalanced life in any way is an unhealthy life. So balance to me is the key.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, you know there's something else some uh, there's another aspect of this too that we could talk about uh, well a couple different I made some notes to myself throughout this and uh, uh, one of them is some people specifically have real challenges with this sort of thing, whether it's a uh, autism or an Asperger's kind of situation where they really have difficulty inferring other people's facial expressions or making the appropriate expressions or connecting or maybe they have some social anxiety and they have issues with, uh, um, with uh, eye contact and things like that. And, again, I think anybody can make progress, and it's ultimately about in your own way are you showing others that you care, that you want to be compassionate and that sort of thing. And if people know who you are, you can take little steps. You can just try little things here and there. Um, there's always possibilities. But uh, I think we're coming near the end of our time. Isn't that right, uh, Jay? Yep. And yep. Uh, thanks for that reminder. And um, so I guess we should wrap up. Did you guys want to say any uh, final things before we close
1: out? No, I really, appreci- I really appreciate you bringing up the, the subject Uh I learned a lot, and I hope the, the listeners have as well.
2: Yeah, I agree, too. I mean, it's something, like I said, I hadn't thought about until I read that article, and now I bring a lot more intentionality to it, and I notice the results of it every day.
0: That's great. I really I really love hearing that, and uh, I, I, I want to hear more. Um, so I, I really loved a lot of the comments you guys added, too. So uh, let's go ahead and close out for today, then, and uh, thank you very much to our listeners. And uh, thank you for your comments. Please leave comments on our website or uh, wherever you happen to be uh, listening to this. And uh, please stay tuned for our next episode. We come out uh, – right now we're doing them once a month. Uh, they come out at the beginning of the month. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, and have a great month, everybody.
1: This program was sponsored by the Spiritual Naturalist Society. Learn more and join our community at spiritualnaturalistsociety.org. Our music was composed by John Clemisrude. J.N. Forrest is our technical director, and Daniel Strain is program director. Our hosts are Daniel, J., and B.T. Newberg. Please share our program with others and join us next time on Spiritual Naturalism Today.